Hello everyone and welcome to Toronto Rock Total Access. I'm Mike Hancock and what a tremendous, tremendous weekend it was in terms of the quality of lacrosse that was played on Saturday night at First Ontario Centre. Unfortunately, Rock City, of course, we're not giving anything away. No spoiler alert here, but it came out on the wrong end of a 14-13 overtime loss at the hands of the Halifax Thunderbirds the second time that that has happened this season, that the Rock have lost to the Thunderbirds in a key East Division matchup. So definitely doesn't do any favors for the Toronto Rock with having lost that game and Halifax sewn up the tiebreaker now also with just one meeting left between the two teams, which will come later this season on April the 16th here in Toronto as well at First Ontario Centre in Hamilton. But uh, this game showed some good signs for the Toronto Rock, some goals on the board. Troy Holochuk emerges as a pretty darn good goaltender, making his NLL debut and proving that he can do it at the pro level in a big pressure situation against one of the top teams in the league. Zach Mance scores four goals, kind of snaps his cold streak. Jamison Dilks with his first two career goals. Chris Weir with his first career goal in his first NLL game. Lots of positives to draw from this game. But, of course, a loss has kind of turned the tables on the Toronto Rock a little bit with a bye week. A lot to think about going into a key matchup with the Rochester Nighthawks on Saturday, January the 29th in Hamilton at First Ontario Centre. And later on here in the interview coming up with Jamie Dowick, he'll address that game coming up on January the 29th. So lots to chat about, and I've let the cat out of the bag here. Our guest this week on the program will be the owner, president, and general manager of the Toronto Rock, Jamie Dowick, and we'll jump into that interview in just a moment. But we do want to thank everyone out there in Rock City for tuning in to the game on TSN2 on Saturday night. The more people that tune in, the better for the National Lacrosse League, the sport, the Toronto Rock, everything. So spread the good word. Tell a friend if you loved that game on Saturday night. If you love going to Toronto Rock games, tell a friend. Bring a friend when we can get back in the arena, of course. But tell someone about the Toronto Rock this week. That's everyone's take-home assignment on the bye week. Make sure you tell someone about the Toronto Rock and just how fantastic the National Lacrosse League is and how much you love watching games so without any further ado we will jump into our interview here this week on the toronto rock total access podcast and that is with none other than jamie dowick welcome back to toronto rock total access i'm mike hancock and pleased to be joined with the owner president and general manager of the toronto rock jamie dowick jamie how are you doing I'm okay, thanks, Mike. How are you? Not too bad. I had a little bit of a disaster on the way in. You did? Not. You did. <laughs> uh, no? Okay. Yeah, no. <laughs> Co- coffee oh, <clears throat> fell over. Yeah. Yeah. A little train wreck on the way in. But we're okay now. Um, what a weekend. So many storylines. I don't know where to start. But uh, I-, I guess, first of all, just your general feeling on a game that the team lost, but... I feel like it was a growth experience for this team in many ways 
and some things were defined and some things were, um, I think, realized in some respects as well. But um, what did you think overall of a game that you lost? But I th- I'll say I think the team grew a bit on the weekend, so you can yeah, counter that. Or I mean, if you, if, if you want to take uh, something good out of a – positive out of a negative I mean at the end of the day we we did lose again and and you know while there were a lot of things uh, you know I think we can continue to build on um, you know we're not happy with the result and we're we're not really happy with where we are right now um, it's early uh, we've 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 played what we believe are you know the top teams in the east so far that's the way the schedule goes and um you know, you don't win a championship in January, but we need to we need to continue to get better and start to piece together piece together some wins. Um, that's the reality of where we're at right now, in my opinion. So, do you think the team got better, even though the team lost on the weekend? And I know that it is like we've already said; it's tough to look at it because at the end of the day, a loss is a loss, right? And that's the way it's always going to show in the uh, standings for the rest of the season. But, you know, with some of the guys that stepped up and the way that uh, the coaching staff, you know, openly did challenge these guys all to be better. Do you think overall this team was better on the weekend? And do you uh, think they answered the bell? Well, I think I think we competed a lot harder and, um, you know, showed more of a, of a, of, of a care, you know, you know, I was going to say, you know, it just, yeah, they, they, there was a lot of things that, you know, we, we liked what we saw and, and uh, you know, we're hoping are a step in the right direction. Um, there was a lot of good performances out there, um, but, you know, we need to be better really at the end of the day. And, and uh, you know, some of our concerns through the four, first four games um, you know, looked better in the, in that ga- in this game, even though we did lose it. But um, you know, the, you're t- you're trying to make positives out of a negative, really. Like we just need to keep progressing, getting better each game, and hopefully getting our full roster back here soon, and and being able to practice with a full team and and get ready and and hope and you know go on a run because we're going to need to do that. Now let's talk about uh, what a lot of people were talking about in this game is the goaltending, and Nick Rose started off uh, in pretty rough fashion, uncharacteristic for him for sure. Allows six goals on 13 shots and gets pulled and doesn't get back into the net, but Troy Holochuk, who really ends up on the active roster essentially because of COVID. If Riley Hutchcraft uh, doesn't go into COVID protocol, Earlier in the week, Troy Holotruck's not on the active roster, and he's not the guy that's getting the tap. So maybe talk about just that whole scenario and Troy getting in the net and how he performed in your eyes. Yeah, well, I mean, um, you know, we all know you gotta you got to get goaltending in this league to win, and, and um, you know, we can't, we can't be giving up 50% shots at the beginning of the game regardless of who it is, and I'm sure Rosie will tell you that himself. And, um, yeah, with, with Hutch uh, entering the COVID protocol and, and just being cleared really right before game time, um, you know, it was Troy's opportunity to get in there, and I thought he gave us a, chance, a good chance to win. And, uh, you know, when, you know how it goes when they make a goaltending change. You don't know. 
you know, it's kind of like if the guy gets in there and makes a couple saves and you get one back, you know, you might, you, you might, you're going to leave him in probably and ride him. And, you know, if he goes in there and, and gives up one or two quickly, you might, you might make a change back. So, um, Troy went in there, made a few saves and uh, right away. And, you know, the team seemed to feed off of it. And, uh, I thought he, you know, for his first outing out there, I thought he did a hell of a job and, and, and gave us a chance to win. And, you know, I, I feel bad for him that we couldn't pull that one out because, you know, that would have been a great first game and first win for him. But he, he played real well. Um, doesn't surprise us. We, we, we know what we got there, and, and uh, you know, um, we need to be better in that. So now you definitely, like you say, you know what you've got there, and now Troy's gone out and proved it in a regular season game. Uh, beyond anything you've seen from him in past experiences and whatnot. But this is probably the million-dollar question out there now. And I'm not even going to ask you about who's starting or anything like that in the next game because I know that's, uh, you know, a while away here. But it does create another interesting situation where, you know, like we said, Troy ends up on the active roster because Riley Hutchcraft goes into COVID protocol. But now you've got three goaltenders on the active roster, probably not something – you're going to run with do you have an idea as of yet how that is all going to play out well no not really we'll uh you know there's lots going on COVID's a fluid situation we've had one of our three goalies enter the protocol maybe a second on his way um you know we'll we'll, we'll see what happens and and we'll play it by ear but you know we need to start uh playing what better in the net in general and um, to me, that's where, where it starts with. And I, I'm not putting, you know, all the blame on the goaltending per se, but, um, you know, we, we've got to be better defensively as a team in, in those situations. And, and um, you know, we need to do that. So we'll figure that out. we got some time here and see who's available to us and, and, uh, and we'll go from there. So everybody has seen players going on and off COVID protocol lists and whatnot, and now some injuries have popped up as well. But how difficult has this been, I guess you could say, behind the scenes and stuff the fans don't see with all the testing and all, all of the uncertainty, I guess, that goes on pretty well on a daily basis here to get ready to play one game a week. Um, maybe just talk about that, you know, how that's even affected you on a daily basis and how you're – navigating that regularly through the week here yeah it's been it's it's been a strain in in a lot of ways and you know there's a lot of money being spent a lot of testing happening you know a lot of things going on um you know we we we've been pretty unlucky here in the last three weeks you know we've had you know key guys on our offense kind of all going out at different times you know i don't feel like we've had our entire team together um you know once yet this year when you when you factor in all the things and and now there's some injuries to go on top of that so it's it's been a battle um there's no excuses every every team's dealing with it in in their own way different times different way you know different things this and that um the reality looks like it you know by the end of this week, it looks like you know most people on our team are already going to have have, have had this. As far as you know, um, you know we're going through a lot of that right now, and um, 
hopefully that means it's not going to be an issue for us moving forward and we're going to have everyone back here and be able to focus on you know growing as a team and and you know getting this ship righted and and headed in the right direction and hopefully peaking at the right time to get us where we want to be let's talk a bit about dan dawson uh 300 games played incredible just the second guy in nll history to do that and also scores the goal that almost turned saturday night into a hollywood movie when he scores the goal to put the rock up 13 12 <clears throat> and it's the goal and the point that puts him past john grant jr for second all time uh your reflections on that you've known dan for a long time before he came to play for the toronto rock and have seen him kind of mature as a player obviously and and uh write this great career that he has uh in the national lacrosse league and beyond but uh just your thoughts on you know his accomplishments here so far and obviously he's still got some big uh, milestones to chase this year too yeah i mean it would have been nice if that could have been the winner um because if anyone knows dan you know he's he brushed that stuff off especially after a loss he doesn't even want to talk about it it's we didn't win the game and and that's what he was pissed off about after the game but like I said to him I mean it it is a hell of an accomplishment and uh, you know he's been doing it for 20 years in this league and and you know I still think he's uh, very effective and he's a huge important piece of this team and and uh, I'm happy for him I'm disappointed that our fans weren't there because they would have really enjoyed that and would have been nice for them to give him um, the love that he deserves and and you know a lot of people even though he hasn't been here playing for a long period of time a lot of people in this area have known him for a long time and because he's been around and and whatnot so uh, that was a little disappointing but hey listen man he's uh for anyone that knows him you know there's a lot of people over 20 years there's a lot of teams and you know there's a lot of people that have had interactions with him along the way but you know he 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 really is uh an awesome teammate an awesome leader uh an awesome player and and uh you know when you always hear the names john Tavares and john grant and even doyler and you know, when when you look at it right now, I mean, uh, you know, the name that kind of gets left out of that conversation a bit is Dan Dawson, and he's now number two in that in that in in that big uh, that big number, and uh, he deserves to be in the conversation with those guys, and I'm and I'm glad he did it in a rock uniform, and you know, I I know there's more left in the tank, and he's ready to go here. Well, that's what I wanted to ask you next was how much do you think he does have left? Because I did pose the question to him last week on the podcast that, you know, he originally came here, signed a two-year deal. One of those seasons gets totally wiped out. And even the first year, he, you know, we only really got about halfway through that. So, you know, this is technically year three of what maybe he originally thought was only going to be a two-year thing. But how much more do you think he has? Like, I mean, it he doesn't really show any signs necessarily of slowing down his – his uh, work ethic off the floor is, I think, probably pretty close to unmatched uh, within this group. I'm sure there's a few guys that give him a run for his money, but overall, I mean, I think he's pretty much at that top of that list with his dedication off the floor. So what do you think he's still – like, how much more? Can he play to 42, 43? <laughs> like, what, what do yeah, we well, still I, have to I think, see? I think he gave you a pretty honest answer last week, really, yeah. in the sense that, I mean, there's a, bun- there's a bunch of factors in that, but – 
you know, number one, I know his job and his family, you know, 100% support what he's doing. So those are major factors. And, and then to me, the, the biggest other, I mean, the biggest other factor is, you know, his health and his, and, and how he feels he's being effective himself. Like I do know Dan's not a guy that's going to stick around and he's very hard on himself. And, you know, puts a lot of pressure on himself and takes a lot of blame for when the things don't go right. And um, that's what makes him one of the great leaders. And, and you know, he just cares about winning and, and this and that. So as long as he stays healthy and, and you know, I, I, he, he's still doing great things and he's still a huge part of this team. So as long as that stays intact, I don't, I don't see, you know, there doesn't need to be a timeline on it as long as he can keep doing that I don't think he's in a rush to to get away um he's here every day you know um working he lives 10 minutes from here and and you know he he does he takes great care of his body but you know hopefully he he continues to have that uh luck he's had with it with all that and and that's how you play 300 games in this league and uh you know he, he he's still in a effective in this league and, and until he's not I, I don't see any you know I'm not thinking about him leaving at this point it doesn't even really cross my mind to be honest with you yeah and in in my time around this team I mean we've obviously seen some great or I've seen some great leaders obviously come and go but I've never seen a guy I think almost like walk in obviously from the outside and, and get the type of I think respect even from the other guys and just I can remember his first few times out here in that summer and just some of these other guys that the younger guys that took a step back and went, "Whoa, well, yeah, it's this a little, is what it takes, you know, yeah, and <laughs> to be a pro, right?" Right, and and we had younger guys in here, and and now Dan's been in the league, yeah, you know, seventeen, eighteen years when he comes here, and he's, he's you know he's up there in every category, and 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 they see the work he puts in, and it's like, okay, well, I guess that's what you got to do if you wanna if you wanna get there, and. And it's either, you know, get on board or, or get left behind. And, and, you know, he does that in here when the lights are off and no one's here. And he'll do that when, you know, people are here and, and other guys are joining him. So that, that that's what makes you one of the greats in this game. And especially now, like, uh, you know, if you're not, as you get older, if you're not fit and in shape and, and all these things, you're, you know, you're going to get left behind. The game's too fast. Players are too young, too good. Um, you know, and uh, yeah, he takes great care of himself, and that's why he's still doing it right now. Yeah, and I think, I mean, Colin Doyle is definitely a type that I think did that previously, and now I think Dan's going to be the same type of situation where I think we're going to see the effects of Dan Dawson being around this team for years to come after he's gone yep. and, not, and not playing here. But one thing I do want to touch on before we wrap things up is uh, obviously we've got a home game coming up on January the 29th and uh, really just to throw it out there, we don't know anything more than the public <laughs> as to what's going on, but uh, I'm not sure if you want to share your thoughts on, first of all, just playing in, in an empty building this past weekend and how uh, odd that was. And, and even just maybe before we get too far into it, but just your decision to continue playing games. I mean, other teams have been maybe forced more so to postpone games where, um, you know, it could have been an option here, right, for you to say, you know what, I think we need to wait until we can have fans in the building, but we got to keep trucking along too. Yeah, I mean, lots going on. It, it was uh, 
it was definitely weird playing the game in in the stadium without our fans um we missed them and you know we did feel like we had them all at home watching on tsn and you know the fact that we were the game of the week maybe maybe impacted a little bit on why we continued to play that game and um you know that this season's going to be a challenge and you know i have a lot of partners and those partners are in the states and i think just delaying games causes problems down the road and and the more games that are delayed the more problems that are going to arise especially in our league with scheduling challenges and stuff like that so it was it was a tough decision you know we don't um you know we wanted to be in front of our fans and do that but you know this this is you know coming up on two years here been a been a interesting roller coaster of a ride that you know you don't know what's going on tomorrow especially up here in Canada and and uh we're just dealing with it so we're trying to make the best of you know a bad situation and and you know while we yeah we're it wasn't fun playing there in front of the fans I thought the team showed up and, and and put an effort in and and i hope that everyone got a chance to see it on tv and you know i know it's not the same as being there but the next best thing and and uh i believe we're back on there in in two weeks against rochester and yeah we don't know what's going on there we're hoping we're going to be able to have our fans in the building but we don't know as of as we record this and i think they're going to make some sort of announcement this week you know, if, if 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 not for the next game, you know, I kind of went into this whole kind of lockdown, whatever, thinking, okay, it, it it's going to be one game for sure, potential for a second game. Um, and, you know, I'm really hopeful that, that that's it. And, and you know, we'll kind of reevaluate once we hear what they say later this week. And, you know, um, we're planning on playing that game on the 29th of January versus Rochester at home, which is the TSN game of the week, and and we're we're really hopeful we can have fan, our fans in the building. And you know, unfortunately, we don't make those decisions, and we just got to go kind of along with the rules. And uh, you know, I hope everyone did. While while we didn't come out on the right side of it, I hope everyone you know found a couple hours of enjoyment watching the game on the weekend and and you know we're, we're thinking about the fans and and as i'm sure they are about the team so we need to we need to start putting some wins together for them and for us and and uh get headed in the right direction here okay that sounds great jamie thanks a lot for uh for putting in some time here and uh especially updating the fans on on lots of stuff going on around the team and I'm sure we will do this again soon. I'm sure we will too, Mike. Thanks, bud. All right. That was Jamie Dowick, the owner, president, and general manager of the Toronto Rock. We'll take a short break here on Toronto Rock Total Access and be back with more in a moment. Wrapping up Toronto Rock Total Access this week, thanks a lot to Jamie Dowick, the boss, for stopping by and always being candid with us and telling us what he thinks about what's going on with his lacrosse club and of course all of the extra stuff that everyone is dealing with right now but also that the Toronto Rock are dealing with in terms of COVID protocol and playing without fans in attendance all things that of course were not part of the script when anyone signed up for well everyday life let's face it not just uh, the Toronto Rock and the NLL but this is something everybody's dealing with, and it's much larger than sports. 
and we're just happy that uh, we are still able to play games and bring some people some entertainment at home on Saturday night through TSN and that great partnership as well. So, again, thank you, Rock City, for tuning into that game on Saturday night, and you'll have an opportunity to tune in again coming up on Saturday, January the 29th, when the Toronto Rock will play host to the Rochester Nighthawks. And as Jamie just mentioned at the tail end of that interview, the game will go ahead as long as all provincial restrictions, uh, you know, don't go backwards between now and then. Um, the game will go on in one form or another, and it will be on TSN on Saturday, January the 29th. So like I said earlier, the assignment this week, during the bye week, make sure you tell somebody about the Toronto Rock and get them fired up about tuning into that game on Saturday, January the 29th. Where will be... As a province and everything else, by the time that game rolls around, who knows? Uh, as Jamie has said, and we talked about it in the interview, um, you know, like most organizations here, we're not privy to any advance notice or any uh, any top secret details or anything that are being negotiated behind the scenes. We're waiting like everybody else to get that information, and, and then we'll, we'll – uh, act and react accordingly and hopefully it means that we can have some fans in the building and that it's safe to do so on saturday january the 29th and uh we can get a little real crowd noise back in the building although we did have a little crowd noise obviously the the last game we did our best there it uh i think came across pretty well on television but um yeah we want the real thing we want the real thing back there's no doubt about that Anyways, as always, just before we wrap up, just want to make sure if anybody does have questions out there about their season memberships, any tickets that they've purchased for games coming up uh, that are still scheduled, obviously, please, please, please reach out to our ticket department, 416-596-3075, Monday to Friday between 9 and 5. And you can always send an email to tickets, plural, tickets, at torontorock.com. And you will surely get an email back from someone in our ticketing department in very short order. So if you do have questions, come to the people that know the answers, contact the ticket department. They will get you the answer and uh, deal with whatever you need uh, in terms of tickets or exchanges or anything like that. Uh, we know these are difficult times for everybody right now. So Whatever you need from us, make sure you reach out and our ticket staff more than capable of handling any request that comes their way. So um, thanks to those guys over there too, the uh, men and women on the ticket side that are making things happen as well. Uh, this obviously hasn't been uh, the most straightforward time for, uh, for them either over there. So like everybody else, we're getting by, we're doing our best and uh, we appreciate you Rock City. So we hope that uh, everybody also appreciates the work that our ticketing department is doing, uh, dealing with everything here. Now, if you were wondering about Indigenous Heritage Night, which was originally scheduled for this past Saturday, January the 15th, against the Halifax Thunderbirds, we have moved that theme night to Saturday, April the 16th, also a TSN game also against the Halifax Thunderbirds. So it lines up quite nicely in terms of that. We will wear our Indigenous Heritage Night jerseys. We've got uh, special helmets, and all of those items will be auctioned off leading up to that game to benefit 
Smile Zone Foundation, our charity partner of choice here with the Trauma Rock, and that will all be going towards funding a project in Six Nations. So we are very pleased, honored, and uh, you know we're proud to be a part of this project and to be associated with Smile Zone Foundation and also very proud of all of our fans in Rock City that support our charitable initiatives every year in a big, big way. So thank you to Rock City, and you can get ready for Indigenous Heritage Night on April the 16th. It is going to be a great game, a tremendous celebration of the Indigenous roots of the game of lacrosse. So we're looking forward to that in a big way as well. So that will just about wrap things up for this program make sure you stay tuned to all of the toronto rock social media channels as well as our website for any updates especially a lot of roster moves went down just before the game this past weekend and you can be sure that there are going to be a lot of roster moves coming up in the uh, following week or so as we get ready to resume play after this bye week here and get back to action at First Ontario Centre in Hamilton on Saturday, January the 29th. Did I mention the game is on Saturday, January the 29th against Rochester? And it's on TSN again. Don't forget that. Make sure you tell a friend. In the meantime, and in between time, that's it. Another edition of Toronto Rock Total Access is over and done with. I'm Mike Hancock saying we will chat next week. (laughs) 